Hello, Second Chancers. As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast at Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I very much appreciate it as it will help dynamic people such as yourself optimally discover this podcast and add it to their library of favorite podcasts. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I'd love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen, coaching clients seeking their second chance, or you're a representative of a business college or university looking to integrate and support their returning citizens in their respective organizational and learning environments. If you fall into any of these categories, feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at Lewis. I'm very excited as to who we have with us today. Uh, Ms. Mishi Morello will talk to her, talk to us about her journey and her program, Cell Dreamer, or her guide, Cell Dreamer. And uh, I'll give a brief introduction, and then we'll get into the conversation with our with our esteemed guest today. Misha Morello is a John Maxwell certified coach, mentor, and acclaimed keynote speaker. With her enthusiastic attitude, she is dedicated to creating confident and successful youth, and has also helped everyone from business executives to people in all walks of life discover the freedom to be their healed and best selves. Her unique style of teaching attests to her creativity. Her communication skills start with active listening, which also leads to profound understanding and empathy for others. Her personal story, which we'll get into today, is proof that success is not only about resources, it's about being resourceful and creative in difficult situations. It's about convictions to charge ahead in spite of the challenges and critics. As a spirited entrepreneur and aspiring philanthropist, Mishi is committed to transforming the lives of incarcerated youth and providing them with the strong life skills that, that she has learned and discovered in her own journey. And her message is quite simple. You look forward and embrace change. She empowers students and adults to embrace change and do more with less. Her story is proof that success is just not about resources, about, it's about cat, having the dreams and catching those dreams. She's created a, a program, an eight-week guide called Cell Dreamer, that prepares youth to re-enter their lives after incarceration. And it's really designed as a deep conversation between her and the reader. And it gives youth the opportunities to, to discover new coping methods and behaviors while reflecting on past mistakes. And her ultimate goal is to have the youth look at their time as preparation and tap into their leadership abilities while also preparing them for re-entry back, back into society. We are so excited and we welcome to Second Chance Coach today, Ms. Michi Morello. How are you doing, darling? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we talked a little bit about, we said that you had a backstory. So, you know, I, I gave I gave you the great introduction. Well, the introduction you gave me to give you, which is a great introduction. And now we want to hear know, a little bit more about you. Can you um, share with us what your backstory is? So my backstory is that I went from juvenile delinquent to author. And before I became an author, I was in and out of juvenile detention centers from the age of 14 to 18. Um, unfortunately, I got myself into drugs. I got myself into skipping school, um, selling drugs, using drugs. And unfortunately, I found myself in the system. And I'm originally from New York, Manhattan, Manhattan, New York. And my mom moved me and my sister to Boston, outside of Boston. And, and the reason she actually moved me outside of Boston was because she was trying to give me a better life. And she actually left my father because he was just so caught up in drugs, using drugs. So she wanted to give me a better life. And, and unfortunately, 
I follow his footsteps instead of following my mom's footsteps. And, and I remember at one point just, just trying drugs because my mom gave him the option. Hey, it's got to be either me and your girls or, 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 or just you and your drugs. You cannot do this anymore. And at that age, I felt like he chose drugs. You know, and it's unfortunately, unfortunately, Richard, because at the age of 15, 14, you don't realize the impact that those decisions have on you. So when I see that my father's not around, I realize that, wait a minute, he chose drugs over me. So that stirred up curiosity within me. And I wanted to try. I wanted to see what was better than me. You know, so I got into cocaine. I got into selling drugs. And, and that was his drug of choice so I remember just trying it and then just doing it but I think I was doing it more out of from a rebellious state versus a conscious state obviously and, and I got myself in and out of juvenile detention centers just because I was skipping school using drugs selling drugs and my mom wasn't having it you know I moved the way she looked at it was I moved you out of New York to give you a better life and now you're doing these things and, and it's unfortunate, but like I said, it's one of those things that as an adolescent, we have to, as parents, as, as, or even adults, we have to make sure that what we do don't affect our children later down the line. Absolutely. Because it affected me in a way that I felt like he chose drugs over me. And like I said, it, I became rebellious. Thank you for sharing that now. In every restoration story, I in my podcast, I talk about my mom all the time. And you started off talking about your mom, and I and I could hear what she did for you, and and your sibling. What was it? Your mom that saved you, or was it anybody else in addition to your mom? How did you find your way out of that out of that dangerous behavior pattern? Well, I, I seeing my mom cry literally seeing her cry every time I got locked up. I'm 39 years old. So this is back when I was 14 and eight, between the age of 14 and 18. Like I said, I was going through a revolving door, but I remember her giving me a book and it was a book that I, she wanted me to read and, and, and just seeing her efforts, seeing her praying, seeing everything that she was doing for me, the older I got, the more conscious I became. So I, I just wanted to make my mother proud, you know, and I saw, like I said, that she was praying a lot and, and it kind of broke my heart because I was conscious, an 18 year old conscious person. And I was like, well, wait a minute. My mom left my father because of X, Y, Z. And now I'm putting her through this. So I made the conscious awareness to say, you know what? I, I've got to stop this, this, this. I can't do this anymore. So I did it with the intention of wanting to make my mother proud. You know, by the grace of God, he gave me the grace, right? But mm -hmm. those were my intentions was just to make my mother proud. Amen, amen. Now, let's jump ahead a little bit. And you have the Cell Dreamer um, guy that we talked a little bit about in the intro. What was the drive and the thought process behind Cell Dreamer? Explain to us a little bit what Cell Dreamer is and what was your drive and thought process behind creating it? Okay, so Cell Dreamer is an eight-week course that I developed, um, a personal development course for incarcerated youth. And the thought process behind it, um, as a former juvenile delinquent, I remember volunteering as a speaker at a 
juvenile detention center. And I remember one of the kids just looking at me with so much despair and discouragement and just kind of looking at me like, well, you get to go home. And I remember at that age, I, I acted the same way. It was one of those things that I was like, well, you know what? They don't know. They get to go home. So I remember seeing me within that kid and it just dawned on me. Even though my words leave, my voice leaves, my words will stay. So I decided to create this curriculum because I want to serve them. I don't feel like I was well served when I was locked up at that age. I was just told to do my time. When I got out, they told me good luck. When I came in, they told me welcome back. Okay. So it was, there was never any accountability. There was, and there was never any life skills that they taught me on, hey, this is the do's and don'ts. So I figured, you know what? I really believe that everything happens for a reason. Everything's in divine order. And now I am to these kids what I needed at that age. I needed someone like me. I needed a book like Cell Dreamer that is going to get me through the process, that is going to get me self-reflecting on what it is that got me there to begin with, on self-awareness, getting the emotional intelligence so that when I am, so that when I was angry, I knew how to navigate through these emotions. You know, and these are adolescent behaviors. They don't know all these emotions, especially with these hormones, with these females and even male, right? They, they go through all these emotions and they're never taught how to navigate through them. Is hey, don't be angry. How about, hey, wait a minute. How about the proper tools for when they get angry? So like I said, when I created this book, it was what did I need at that age? What did I need to listen to what did I need to read so it was more me serving them based on what I needed back then okay okay now when looking at the cell dreamer program and you and this is for youth you, you said that right it's just targeted for youth yeah so from a big picture standpoint what do you envision that these that the youth gets out of cell dreamer and and what kind of impact are you hoping for them in the future you know, beyond incarceration, what, what's, what are you, what are you um, envisioning for them and what impact do you hope it leaves with them once they, once they, once they leave or while they're there and then once they leave? Yeah, well, the book is called Cell Dreamer Freedom Starts Here because I think that, I really believe that freedom starts right where they are. You know, they do not have to leave this jail cell in order to find their freedom. That's, that's actually, I don't think that's a, 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 good mindset to have and I actually instill that in them freedom starts here and the reason being is because I'm equipping you I am preparing you so that you're able to look at this as a preparation season as opposed to a punishment so what I see within them is is becoming their best selves and the way that looks like to me is is there's so much talent that's locked up okay who would have thought when I was 14 15 16 years old that I would have became an author but within that little girl, that lost little girl, there was an author, there was a writer. So I really believe that if I work, if I continue to work with them, I help them discover who they really are. Because the truth is, is they're pretending to be someone they're not because they don't even realize, you know, they, even adults, sometimes there's self-discovery that needs to be made. So at that age, they don't even really know who they are. And there's so much talent. There's basketball players that are locked up. There's singers. There's, there's so much potential, but they haven't realized that based on their environments and everything that they have been through. 
Thank you. As an educator myself, there's always been the debate as to what we're teaching the youth or what we're teaching people in higher education or in any stage where, where someone's learning. Um, when, you're when you're teaching Cell Dreamer, what have you noticed is the biggest difference between what you teach, especially to the youth, and what they're being currently taught, whether it's been whether it's in an institution or or in a in a school setting. Um, well, what I'm teaching is not being taught. I'm teaching life skills. Mm -hmm. I'm teaching personal development. I'm not teaching math. I'm not teaching from an from a literature point of view of history or anything. I'm teaching life skills so that when you're able when you leave there. You're equipped mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually. You're writing down your goals. You're meditating. You're breathing. You have a release action plan. Um, right now, I am in about five states. I'm in Delaware, um, Massachusetts, Missouri, Florida. And, and everyone who has seen the book is, has said the same thing. This has not been done before. You know, because I am bringing something from a juvenile, from a former juvenile's perspective. And like I said, I know what I needed. And this is the reason I'm bringing it to the table now. Okay. okay. What were you doing before you created Cell Dreamer? We, we see, I always, I always tell people we're, we're, we're always a work in progress. We're not a finished product. Right. But, but the work in progress that you're in right now, what were you doing between the time that you said, okay, I'm gonna stop doing this thing. And then you started Cell Dreamer. What were you doing um, between during that time before you well, started Cell Dreamer? Well, I went to school, I went to Job Corps and I picked up a graphic design trade. So I was, I was a graphic designer for 20 years. I was actually the one who designed all of Cell Dreamer, um, wrote it, self-published it, designed it. The only thing I didn't design was the barcode, but those skills came in handy, not realizing that it was gonna be used for these youth. So I've, I've, my background is gra a graphic designer. And after I became a graphic designer, I felt like it wasn't, I wasn't fulfilling a purpose. It was more about the paycheck versus the passion when I was a graphic designer. And I figured I wanted to do something different. And that's when I became a, a John Maxwell certified coach. So that I, so that I'm able to not only teach these youth, but I'm able to also instill hope and inspire them. One of the two, one of the things that I know that um, you probably talk about and that I talk about in the coaching and consulting space is that the changes really start with you, with your mindset. It really does start in that, in that place. Um, given where your journey has that you shared with us, where you've come from and what you're doing now, what are, what, are some, what are two or some of the biggest changes in your mindset that you've gone through in the last 10 or 15 years? I would have to say character transformation. You know, um, I think character transformation is important. I think that people act out of habit. People are habitual humans. So for me, I think that I've always wanted to become better. I've always been one to want to wake up before the sun, rise before the sun, I've always pushed myself to a limit that most people won't do, right? The only people that I've seen do what I do is people who are athletes or, 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 or are doing things for like the Olympics. Like I'll literally wake up in the morning and I will grind and, and, and it's, it's a mindset. 
I have a winner's mindset. And that's the reason I wrote the book, because I want them to see and tap into their own power, right? And once you tap into your own power, I think life becomes limitless because you know what you're able to do. The mind is such a powerful, the mind is so powerful and, and whatever you can see, you can achieve, you know? So I've created this book because I, I, I saw it way before I even created it. So I knew I could do it. So I think that um, my um, character transformation is definitely one of them. I think I'm always, like I said, I'm always looking for ways to improve, you know, um, and just pretty much being aware, just being aware all the time, like consciously doing things. Like I'm, I'm actually, I consciously love, I consci- I am consciously here, you know, and I think again, we act out of habit. We do things from a place of autopilot all the time. So I think those are the two things that have served me the most is making sure that I'm always chipping away the things that don't serve me so that my character could always be poised. And also so that, and also my mindset, like is one of those things that I need to always become aware. Like I'm always aware of, of, of who I am, what I do. That's great. That's great. What do you see cell dreaming, cell dreamer becoming over the next five years? I see it in every single state, every single region, every single city um, within now. My goal, one of my goals is to have a certification program to where those who were incarcerated are now able to facilitate the course to those who are incarcerated. So that's one of the things that I definitely want to work on. So in the next five years, I could definitely see Cell Dreamer being a, a... a coaching, a coaching program to, so again, so that the, so that those who are incarcerated are now teaching those who are in, in the system. Okay. That's great. How is, John Max- how, I'm sorry. Kind of like a John Maxwell. I'm yeah. a certified coach. So uh-huh. I want, I want to do it so that they're a certified cell dreamer coach. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, like you said, with the mindset, you put it out there, then you'll definitely achieve it. You'll definitely achieve it. Thank you, thank you. What, how, has, how has been the youth or the people that service the youth that you've been serving, how, what has been their reaction and reception to, the, to Cell Dreamer? The youth love it. I had one kid tell me I was oblivious to my behavior until I wrote it down on the exercises. And that made me feel good. Because when I created the book, I actually said that once they write down what they've done, because I have a section of the book that says, what got you here? And it's one thing for the judge to tell you what you did, but it's another thing for you to write it and have to see it with your own handwriting. So I had one kid say, I'm a, I was oblivious. I feel like I could fly now because I have never been more aware than now, you know? So I think I'm opening up that curiosity level to where it's like, well, wait a minute, has this what I've been doing? Has this how I've been acting? I, I, I also have an, an exercise and it's who deserves your apology? 
okay? And once you write down who deserves your apology, it hits different. Because you're like, well, wait a minute, this person deserves my apology. But then I go as far as asking, why do they deserve your apology? Right? You know you did something wrong. So I, I have you write it down that so-and-so needs your apology because I did this. So giving them those thought-provoking questions, what happens is it raises their awareness level to where it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. I need to change. I can't believe I did this. But even though they're working through that, I also say this. Now you got to have self-compassion and forgive yourself. So now write yourself an apology letter because it's okay. Yeah, they, they deserve your forgiveness and you need to apologize for what you've done. However, you also need to forgive yourself. So it's, 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 it's a lot of healing as well, Saul Dreamer. I would imagine I, when you talk, I love what you just said about who deserves your apology. How many of, that, how many of those youth actually say, I deserve to apologize to myself. How many of them did actually would say that? Oh, they've done it. They've okay. been doing the exercises because again, they've done it. I deserve an apology. This person deserves an apology. So there's a lot of healing there. I find that there's some boys and they tell them, they've actually told me, oh man, this book is making me mushy. Uh -huh. That boy, they said, it's making me mushy. But I love the fact that they're allowing themselves to be vulnerable so that they can continue the course because they want to become better, you know? Wonderful. Well, we've talked a lot about Cell Dreamer. Um, do you have any other projects on the horizon or Cell Dreamer is what your focus is on right now? Right now, Cell Dreamer is my main focus, my main focus. Once I get to at least 50% of the state, then I'll work on, another, on a different project. Um, but right now, Cell Dreamer has only been out for about seven months. So it's, it's, it's fairly fresh. Uh -huh. And like I said, I'm on a mission to get it in every single detention center around the world. When we Thank you. When we talk about our criminal justice system in the United States, as you know, I know, a lot of us know that it affects, it doesn't affect just the person that is, in, that is detained. It doesn't just affect whoever might have been affected, who might have been the direct uh recipient of what caused the detention. It affects a lot of people, a lot of people. And certainly you see what's going on with the youth in a utopian existence. What would you think, are, what fundamental change do you feel our criminal justice system needs in the United States? I don't think they should be incarcerated, right? I think that they need to go through a program Okay, there's a reason that they're behaving like this. You can't just smack these kids in the hands and say, don't do it again. You can't do that. I think it's a, it's a matter of, of, like, that's one of the reasons why I created this program. I'm actually working with the courts from Missouri so that it could be a mandatory course so that they're not incarcerated. Okay, so take this course, eight weeks, personal development, let's heal, let's do what needs to be done so that you could go ahead and not get locked up. And, and so I think that incarceration, I don't think is the key. Isolation is not the answer. You know, we can't use these punitive boot camp approach thinking that they're going to change. It's, it's having that compassion and understanding, put them in a program, you know, in a mandatory eight week program. 
10 weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it takes. But what happens is when you lock up a kid, they feel like they've been pushed out of society and they're no longer wanted. Okay? Uh -huh. So now they've been pushed out of society. Now they're locked up based on a mistake. So what are we teaching them? So every time you, there's a mistake, you get pushed out? No, 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 no. I think it needs to be accountability, not punishment. Absolutely. I get it. I mean, I think that a lot of times when we look at our system, our system concentrates a lot on punitive measures. Yeah. And we don't concentrate on accountability and more so, like you said, we don't concentrate on the healing because there's a lot of healing that needs to take place behind the scenes. Absolutely. Uh, Mishi's sister, I have really loved this conversation and really got my mind going about Cell Dreamer, and I'm quite sure it's done that for our audience as well. Um, how could the audience keep in contact with you via social media, support, your, support the Cell Dreamer um, project that you're doing right now? Share with us how we could keep in contact with you. So the website is celldreamer.com, www.celldreamer.com. My Instagram platform is all Michi E. Murillo on every single page. That's M-I-C-H-Y E. Murillo on Instagram. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. All right. That's good. Well, I got to make sure we get connected on Instagram then. <laughs> For Absolutely. Sure. I'm Absolutely. surprised we're not already connected. I know. I know. We've been speaking so much. I'm surprised we're not already connected, but I'll make sure that happens. I'll make sure that happens today. Well, Mishi, thank you so much for joining us again on Second Chance Coaching. I have absolutely enjoyed the conversation and certainly keep in touch with us. Let us know what's going on and let us know how we could be of assistance in any way possible. Thank you so much, Richard, for having me. I appreciate you and I look forward to doing future work with you. Absolutely. I look forward to it as well. Thank you, sister. Take care.